Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. Today, we're going to talk about Ironman Triathlon, but first, I wanted to mention there's a bonus podcast posted online, an interview with Chief Justice Mark Rechtenwald that we recorded on Tuesday, October 1st at the opening of the brand new Kona Keahu Olu Courthouse. I very much enjoy talking with Chief Justice Rechtenwald. I've done it several times before, and he's always super interesting to talk with. So I invite you to listen to that online at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Click on the top for podcasts if you don't see it on the face page. And now let's give you an update on Ironman Triathlon coming to the Kona side of the island on Saturday, October 12th. Ironman Triathlon is one of the biggest sporting events that the Big Island hosts. It happens every year in October. It's a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a 26.2-mile marathon. And today we have the nice opportunity to talk with Diana Birch, who is the director, and I don't know if that's your title, Diana, but you are in charge of Ironman Triathlon World Championship. Aloha. Aloha, Sherry. Thank you so much for having us each year. Okay, so what exactly is your title? Well, my title is Senior Vice President, World Championship Events, and Race Director. How long have you been in charge of the Ironman Triathlon World Championship? So I'm actually really honored and proud to say that I've been with Ironman now for 20 years. I've been in this position, well, not quite this position, but in the position to be the race director now. This will be my, I believe, 18th race. My goodness, then you should be able to tell us everything we need to know. So I gave sort of an overview, the swim, bike, and run, but why don't you give us the basics of this year's race? What should we know about it? Well, you're spot on. It's a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and a 26.2-mile run or a marathon. And um, the event each year becomes more and more popular. We have more people that visit our island because of the race. There's more dreamers out there that want to come and compete in the Ironman World Championship. We have over 40 races worldwide that athletes travel to all over the globe to have the opportunity to get on the starting line at the Ironman World Championship. And I think that that dream that they talk about all over the world is the dream to cross the finish line on Ali'i Drive. Well, you know, I always sort of marvel, you know, I can call it Ironman and we can call it Ironman Triathlon, but every athlete I ever talk to about this always calls it Kona. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it's one of the things that is unique to the Ironman World Championship. We as well will we'll refer to it as Ironman Kona. Are you coming to Kona? Meaning, are you coming to the race? And it, that's what's made it so special is, is not just the distances. It's the culture here. It's Hawaii. It's this is the birthplace. Hawaii is the birthplace of this event. But there is nothing more exciting, no more unique event that you'll find than the Ironman World Championship. And specifically on this island, um, in, on, in Kona, on the Hawaii island. 
Okay, so the race this year is Saturday, October 12th, and just give us the details of where. We start in Kailua Bay, I assume, and give us the times, all that kind of stuff. So we start in Kailua Bay, and uh, the morning is early for everybody on that day because the athletes will start checking in at 4.30 a.m. One of the things that is going to be new to this year's race is we have a swim wave start for the first time. So we'll have 11 starts this year. Um, Many people will remember when we had one mass start, and then we broke out the professional athletes, and then we had an age group start for the men and women. Well, this year we have 11. Uh, We'll have the professional men, the professional women. We'll have our hand cycling, physically challenged athletes. And then we'll start into our age group athletes. The exciting thing about this year's Wave Start is it's going to support the course. So every athlete that comes to compete at the Ironman World Championship, they're fast. So the density on the bike course is such that there's a lot of athletes out there, and this will support us in the density on the bike course. Meaning stretching people out a bit? That's exactly right. Our final wave that will go off on race day is the Kukui Division. The Kukui Division is a group of individuals that enlighten us, their inspiration, their drive, their drive to be the best. Those are the athletes, our legacy athletes, our athletes that have earned a spot on the starting line in a way other than qualifying. So we're really excited to share the story of these individual athletes and and this Kukui division and having them start in this wave really is going to put the spotlight on each and every one of those athletes. Well, so give me an idea of what kind of person who even by name would be in the Kukui division. Who who are you talking about? So on the legacy athlete side, our legacy division or the athletes that we call our legacy athletes, at a minimum, they've competed and finished in 12 Ironman races. Once they've done that, they're eligible to apply to be a part of our legacy group. And once they're a part of the legacy group, it's still not, okay, I'm going to do the race this year. They continue to race in in Ironman races around the world. And then they wait, could be a two-year, three-year wait just to get on the starting line. So it's not just their commitment to Ironman, but those are the dreamers. Those people want it so bad. They work so hard, and they know I'll never have a chance to qualify. And they may be phenomenal competitors, but it just gives you an indication of how incredible and the world-class athletes that we have that are coming to the Ironman World Championship to compete. Okay, so we're talking about the swim. So they start, and what's the earliest start time? 6.25, our our male professionals will start, and then our female professionals start is at 6.30. And then we have our hand cycle and PC athletes, and after that, we start our age group waves. Our final start, our Kukui division, that wave starts at 7.30. They swim 2.4 miles in Kailua Bay, which means they go out and they leave from the beach that is closest to the seawall. Where do they return? They actually return in the same place. So they take off, they do their 112-mile bike ride, and they finish the bike right in the same location, right on the pier. Okay, so the 112-mile bike ride, what's the course for that? Because people should be prepared for traffic or actually no traffic. Absolutely. No traffic is perfect. They leave the pier and head up Polani and take a left on Kuakini. And they do this great little circuit in town. So for those people that want to come out and be a part of the event, Hot Corner on Polani and Kuakini is such an exciting place to be. They take a left on Kuakini, head up Makala, 
They go onto the Queen Kahumanu, drop down Palani, left on Kuakini. They do a U-turn right in front of Kahakai Estates on Kuakini and come back through that intersection, the Palani and Kuakini intersection, head up Palani, left on to Queen Kahumanu, and then they head out to Javi from there. At Javi, they turn around, they come back home, and they finish on the pier. Kuakini Highway basically will be closed from town through actually sort of the Laco Street intersection almost, or the, the little jog that goes back up to Queen Kaumano Highway. That's correct. And at about 10.30 when that last cyclist is out of town, Kuakini opens up a little bit further, but then the run goes all the way through the end of the night, and that last intersection there is at Hualalai and Kuakini. Okay, so we have a 112-mile bike ride. Athletes go up to Javi, they turn around, they come back on Queen Kaumano Highway, they finish really right at Kailua Pier, and then what? The run goes what? They leave the pier. They take the same route that they did for the bike. So they head back up Palani. This time they go right on Kuakini. Then they go right on Hualalai, left on Ali'i. And then they do a U-turn on Ali'i. I think the best marker is it's right before St. Peter's Church. They turn back around on Ali'i, go right on Hualalai, left on Kuakini, right at Palani, left on Queen Kaahumanu, to the entrance of Nelha. Natural Energy Lab, which is right before Kona Airport. That's correct. And they do the Nelha, Natural Energy Laboratory Loop. And they come back out, and then they head into Kona and finish again on Ali'i Drive, basically where it all started. In the Natural Energy Lab, do they still go down towards the ocean and come back up that grueling, what appears to be flat if you're driving, but is in fact a little hill if you're walking? They do. They head into the new entrance. They also exit the new entrance. That's a tough part of the course. It always has been. Is it still true that the cutoff time is midnight for athletes to officially come in? It's not midnight. With our last start being at 7.30 a.m., the cutoff time will be 12.30. You know, I need to back you up just a little bit. Who came up with the idea of doing something as amazingly physically demanding as Ironman triathlon? John and Judy Collins. It's funny because when you talk to Judy, she laughs and she'll share with you and it was more like a joke. John was in the Navy, some of their friends were in the military. They talked about who would be the toughest, the guy that can do the 2.4-mile Waikiki rough water swim, the around-the-island bike ride, which was 112 miles, or the Honolulu Marathon. And so it all started on Oahu, and they decided if you put them all three together, whoever crossed the finish line first, they would call the Iron Man. The very first race was in 1978. And then when did they move to the Big Island? 1981, the race moved to the Big Island. The race started becoming popular. Honolulu is pretty busy, as we all know. And, and at that time, the Big Island, obviously, was not quite as busy as it is today. And so they moved it to the island in 1981. They had a race in February of 1981, and then they had a race in October of 81, and that's when Big Island became the home. Diana Birch, how many athletes are you anticipating this year? How many have signed up? We actually anticipate having approximately 2,500 athletes on the starting line this year. You know, every year you seem to increase the number of athletes just a little bit. Am I imagining that? You're not 100% imagining it, Sherry. From the beginning, when, when I took this role in 2003, 
It was the second time I'd worked for the company. We probably had about 1,500 athletes. So the demand of the race became greater. We wanted to be able to accommodate the athletes. And I think we've hit our max, though, because the pier's not getting any bigger. I'm just amazed that you can fit 2,500 bikes on the pier because I do remember the days of 1,500 bikes. You know this because you volunteered for Ironman for many years. It couldn't happen without our volunteer directors. And our transition director, David Huerta, for years, I'd say, what do you think, David? Can we get any more people on the pier? And each year he would give me a number of what he thought we could do. But it's the passion of our directors that make it what it is today. And, And they're the ones that make it possible for people all over the world to come and fulfill a dream. What countries are being represented in Ironman this year, and then what states as well? Yeah, actually, Sherry, hold on, because it's over 90 countries, regions, and territories that will be represented at this year's Ironman World Championship. We'll have 49 states in the U.S. that will be represented. I know that to get into Ironman, people don't just call you up or sign up and say, I want to do it. There's qualifying. So I remember back in the day when there were like, somewhere between, I think, five and eight major Ironman qualifying races where you had to have completed one of those races in order to be part of Ironman. But I know that you've expanded quite a bit. Tell us how many qualifying races exist today, because that will help understand why we have 2,500 competitors. Yes, there's uh, 43, 43 Ironman qualifying races. So people have had to travel all over the world to these races to have a chance to qualify to earn a spot on the starting line. You know, I know that Ironman was purchased several years ago by the Wanda Company, which was at that time called Wanda Dalian, but it's a very large conglomerate. It's Chinese. They have entertainment and sporting events. Are you seeing more Chinese athletes as a result of Wanda having purchased Ironman? You know, I think that definitely there there's a more of an awareness of, of triathlon in China now, which is great. Our counts have probably increased What that number is, I don't know because I did not pull that stat, but it definitely has brought an awareness and an excitement to those athletes to participate. Well, I know that now you actually have races in China, right? Yes, we do. And I'm not certain how many we have, but we have some rock and roll marathons, some Ironman 70.3 races. And I believe this year they'll be launching their first Ironman race. Okay, you mentioned Ironman 70.3. That's a half Ironman, is it not? That's correct. Okay. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations, and I'm Sherry Brack, and your host and producer. Today we're talking with Diana Birch, who is the race director for Ironman Triathlon World Championship. That comes to the Kona side of the island next Saturday, October 12th. Events begin at 6.30 in the morning. But this is a huge event with 2,500 athletes competing and 20,000-plus spectators. Road closures are in effect from Thursday morning, October 10th through Sunday the 13th. Next week, I promise you the update on little fire ants so you know how to tell if you have little fire ants, which are actually not that easy to detect. We'll talk fire ants next week with Cass Vanderwood of the Hawaii Ant Lab and Franny Brewer of the Big Island Invasive Species Committee. Remember that Island Conversations is available anytime at kwxx.com and b97hawaii.com, and that includes a bonus podcast of my interview, which I recorded on Tuesday, October 1st, with Hawaii State Supreme Court Chief Justice Mark Rechtenwald. Before we get back to our discussion with Diana Birch, let's hear from our great sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA 
IPA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Volunteers. You mentioned volunteers, and I know that you have lots of volunteers. Tell us roughly how many you're expecting this year and what kind of things the volunteers do. There's 18 volunteer directors that really are the ones that take charge, and each of them has an assistant. The assistant directors pull in about 100 volunteer coordinators, and then those coordinators bring in groups and individuals to volunteer. So on race day, we'll have over 5,000 volunteers that are out there. And the jobs they do, it's, it's a wide range. A majority of our volunteers are obviously on the course at our aid stations, making certain that our athletes um, have the nutrition and hydration that they need. There's volunteers on the swim. We have this incredible swim crew that is out there every year transition, body marking, athlete check-in all week. Our volunteers managing athlete check-in and registration, they started volunteering their time on September 30th. That group is run by Cindy Armour, and it is such a fabulous group of individuals that come in and give the warmest greeting to every athlete that checks in to compete. I've been at registration, and I know that a lot of iron athletes are really quite nervous when they get here. And they're nervous because they're unused to ocean swimming or they're just unused to the grueling pressure that they feel themselves. And, yeah, the volunteers really do help them. I mean, I've seen volunteers do a lot of hugging of the athletes, even at check-in. The volunteers at check-in, I mean, that's how you're going to start your experience. Those are the first volunteers you see, and every volunteer at athlete check-in greets those athletes with a warm smile and and often, like you say, a hug. If somebody still wants to volunteer, is it still possible for them to do so? And if so, how would they do it? Absolutely. We would absolutely love any support. They could come on down to the courtyard by Marriott, King Kamehameha's Kona Beach Hotel. There is an office that's Iron Info, Volunteer in Ohana. That's managed by our volunteer, Franz Weber. He will have people sign up to volunteer in there. Okay. Several years ago, there was a horrible incident at the Boston Marathon where a terrorist set off an explosion. And I know after that, even Ironman Triathlon here on our pretty peaceful Big Island implemented a lot more security measures. Is there anything we should understand this year about security? Yeah, you know, the world today is a different world that we live in. Our public safety team does an incredible job. We do have accredited areas down on the pier and in the finish line area. And we encourage people not to bring bags to support that is in the best interest of all of us. Are there any special or notable competitors? I realize all of the competitors are extremely special, but sometimes there's people who, spectators especially, might want to particularly take note of. So tell us who they might be and what we should be looking for. I have a few that come to mind from all over the world. We have some incredible athletes that are going to be here. But we have a few local athletes that that really kind of catch your attention. And our local athletes work so hard to get to have their opportunity on the start line as well. And there's a young man that comes to mind who's been a 15-year employee at the Courtyard by Marriott, King Kamehameha, Kona Beach Hotel. His name is Cisco. 
Cisco is actually going to be competing this year. He's been volunteering in a part of the race, working at the hotel, so probably didn't have a tremendous amount of time on race day to watch, but he was inspired by volunteering on the finish line. And his experience being at the hotel and what the hotel creates for the race inspired him along with volunteering, and it's changed his life. And so it's really exciting to see Cisco have this opportunity. What does he do at the hotel for his day job? He's a server at Honus. Just a fabulous young man. And so I think our entire office, we know him, we've seen, I mean, we feel like we've grown up with him. And we are really excited to see Cisco not only start, but to come across that finish line. Okay. Anybody else? Monica Price is another amazing athlete from our island. Monica is a single parent, and she wanted to show her daughter that anything is possible, which I think is incredible that, that she's a living example to her daughter to you know, reach for your goals. And, and if you try hard enough and you don't give up, anything is possible. Um, she's been trying to race at the Ironman World Championship now for 10 years, and this is her year. So we're really excited to see her on the starting line as well. Nice. You know, a lot of times when I ask you that kind of question, you list big name celebrities, and I'm kind of intrigued and charmed that the people you're talking about that we should be looking for are local people, just sort of like your ordinary athletes who, you know, this is not an easy thing to do. It's not. The discipline and the determination that it takes just to even think about, hey, I want to do this. You know, when you have an athlete like Monica, who her goal has been 10 years to get to the Ironman World Championship, how long has she been dreaming about it? You know, she's a part of our community and a part of our home, and it's really exciting to see these athletes have the opportunity to race. And it's also these kind of people are not the people who have a cadre of folks helping them. They're just doing it in between their regular day jobs and taking care of their families. And I guess I think those are the kind of people who really deserve a lot of praise. Absolutely. You go through your own day and you try to fit everything in that you have to outside of, you know, being a mom, having a job, and then on top of it, training for not just one discipline of a sport, but three at an endurance event is really incredible. Sherry, one more athlete that I, I want to mention that will be racing with us this year is Roderick Sewell. Roderick Sewell is such an inspiration, a dynamic young man. He lives in California. He was born with severe leg deformities and he became a double amputee above the knee before his second birthday. At the age of seven, he and his mom were homeless. And he and his mom talk about believing in anything is possible and just, you know, without a doubt, knowing every day, looking towards the positive and being the best that you can be and overcoming challenges. Roderick's the first in his family to graduate college. And he is a gold and bronze medal winner at the 2014 Pan Pacific Para Swimming Championships. This year, he's going to be on the starting line at the Ironman World Championship. So look out for Roderick. He'll definitely win your heart over. Very cool. Thank you. Okay, so sometimes there are spectacular things that we see in Ironman. Like a few years ago, you had these terrific Navy SEALs parachuting into the water. And there's been a car in Kailua Bay. Is there anything we should be particularly expecting this year for Ironman? I think one of the things that the spectators can really look forward to this year is our wave start. The athletes will be queuing up along Ali'i Drive. That's different. Yes, it is really different, and it's really exciting. 
because if you're on the seawall, you're going to have the opportunity to see the athlete as they are on Elite Drive, in their age group wave start, as they make their way to the starting line. And as exciting as the starts always are at the Ironman World Championship, this time you have the opportunity to see 11 starts. When the Kikui division starts at 7.30 a.m., we'll already have professional athletes that are exiting the water. So it's not so much, okay, the race starts and the athletes go, and then we wait for them to come back. There's going to be these starts for an hour. Okay, so let me ask a logistical question. My familiarity with the morning and the swim start is that Ali'i Drive is totally crowded with spectators. You know, they're sitting on the seawall. They're just milling around trying to get a good view. But if the athletes are lining up on Ali'i Drive, how are they mixing in with spectators? Or tell me what's going to be different to keep the athletes, like, in their space. So the logistics for the Ironman World Championship in Kona definitely create challenges because the space is what it is. But I have an incredible head of operations that came up with some great ideas of how to stage these athletes and to have them flow into the water. At the Banyan Tree on Ali'i Drive is probably the first entry point for the waves. And then it will continue along Ali'i Drive and they'll make their way to the start line. And so that section is typically the barricades are up because we're planning for the finish line. This year, our team will get the athletes in the water, and then they'll transition the staging area for the swim start. Once that last wave goes and that Kukui division gets into the water, that team will transition our swim start into the finish line. Oh, my gosh, because usually the finish line is up well before that. So you'll see the structure up, and we won't allow the athletes to go through the finish line We'll have them go around the finish line, but we'll definitely take over that finish line shoot. Okay, so that's good for people to know as they start to plan where they might want to watch. By the way, one thing that we didn't talk about when we talk about the swim start, you do have cutoff times for each phase of the race. How much time do they have to do the swim and how much time do they have to do the bike and how much time do they have to do the run? So each athlete has two hours and 20 minutes to do this to complete the swim. And then they have a total of 10 hours and 30 minutes to complete the bike. And that's based on their start time. And then they have a total of 17 hours to complete the race. And again, that's based on their start time. And you must be using chip timing to be able to tell who's late or who's on time. Absolutely. Our timing company, Sports Stats, does an amazing job. They're supported by Andy Anderson and Janet Anderson, both volunteers of this community that have been timing our event for I don't know how many years, but they bring in all the volunteers to manage the logistics of that operation. It's amazing to see Andy and Janet move through the day. You know, they don't have, excuse me, they don't have fun necessarily all the time because they have the job that's probably one of the most difficult jobs of the day. And Andy's such a sweetheart, but he's the gentleman that has to tell people when they don't make that cutoff. Oh my gosh, that's that's tragic actually, because I've seen that happen. Now, just let me be clear though. I mentioned chip timing, so you have everybody has to wear some kind of a computer chip, and then you go through a timing device that actually automatically records your start and your finish kind of thing. Am I right about that? Yes, and and it's actually a timing wire. So they have a chip that they wear on their ankle. They'll cross points all along the course. And what's fabulous about that is the timing company has added more timing points along the course 
So people have the opportunity to watch the race on Facebook Watch Now. The show is live, and the team that is producing that show, it's absolutely fabulous. Last year was the first year that we produced this show. It's a live show. It's incredible. And then they'll pick up live feeds all day that will be posted on Ironman.com so you can track your athlete. We have a tracker app so you can track your athlete on the app. And so you can follow your athlete or any of the athletes all day. Diana Birch, are there any particular challenges you're concerned about for this year's Ironman Triathlon World Championship? There's more than one concern. You have an outdoor event and there's a tremendous amount of people and the logistics that it takes to make it possible are endless. So you're always going to worry about something. What you want is you want a safe race, you want a fair race. And you want the athletes and the visitors that come to the island to have the most incredible opportunity that they can have. You want them to go home and remember the Ironman World Championship, and you want them to remember Hawaii and their experience in Kona. What I have on my side is I have the most amazing group of individuals that I get to work with. They're the ones that make it happen. I have a a great opportunity to be in the job that I'm in, But I have a team that I could never say enough about in what they do and how they do it. So I feel really good about the next week. Excited to have a fabulous race and welcome the athletes that visit us from around the world. Any idea about two things? One is any idea how many total visitors the Big Island will host during this Ironman time? You know, the numbers that we have are quite old because the last time we did an economic impact study was 2006. Really excited to share with you, Sherry, that we're doing an economic impact study again this year. We're using a company that's over in Oahu to come and really give us some details because the race has changed so much since 2006. Well, besides the fact that you are no longer at 1,500 athletes and you're at 1,000 more than that, which means more and more visitors coming in to be with those people. More athletes, more visitors with the family, more media our production has grown significantly and and more partners. So we know the numbers have changed. And so it's difficult to speculate the number that we've used for so long is 15, 20,000. I really believe it's going to be more than that. Well, it's typically a slow tourist time this time of year. And so, you know, the businesses are appreciative that people come. Any idea what the actual economic impact is either now or back when you did the study in 2006? We reflect on the study from 2006 because that's the most factual information we have. And at that time, the economic impact was over $25.9 million in direct sales. I do want to ask you one more question, which is there from time to time is a persistent rumor that the Ironman Triathlon will not be Kona. It will be in some other city. Could you address that concern? You know, it's a rumor that we hear every year, and I don't know exactly how it gets started, but Hawaii is home. This is where our roots are. You and I have talked about it, and one of the things as a business or as a person in life that you can never do is you never want to forget where you came from. And Iron Man is what it is today because of this island, because of Hawaii, and because of the people, and there's no plans for us to go anywhere. Okay. Diana Birch, before we say aloha, anything you'd like to add? I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to come in and talk story, but thank you to the community for their patience during this time as the town does get incredibly busy, and thank you to all the volunteers out there that make this possible. 
Diana Birch, thank you so much for talking with us. Aloha. Aloha, Sherry. And with that, we conclude our conversation with Diana Birch, who is the race director for Ironman Triathlon World Championship. I'm Sherry Bracken. This is Island Conversations. Until next week, please, let's all live and thrive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.